Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. We have a very special guest today. Special guest. Every time we say they're special, but this yes. one actually is. Yes. This is my buddy, Jim, and I have known Jim for ooh, how long now? Almost three years? Is it longer than that? Yeah. Yeah. About. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two to three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've met him in the nutrition coaching space. We did a course together, uh, a, a friendship of hamp- happenstance. He sat next to me and was nice enough to speak to me when I spoke to him. Weird. That's how you start friendships, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, we uh, we connected there and have stayed in contact over the years. And it's just really nice to make connections in this yeah. space. You know, it is a small space, but um, it sometimes it can feel very big and you can feel very alone in, in what you do, especially being a a online or virtual coach like mm-hmm. I am and Jim, Jim the same. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to, to meet people and he is a, a very special human. You'll see behind him there. He's got good vibes and that totally explains Jim. He is just the chillest, most humble guy. And we're really excited to have you on today. So thank you for joining us. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, a little, a little, anything, anything you want to share about you? Where are you at? Uh, kind of um, what's, what's your family life like? What hobbies do you have? Let's start with the simple stuff. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I'm in uh, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia, about 15, 20 minutes from the city. Uh, I'm married today, actually. Oh, I just remembered when I said the word married is our is our 16th anniversary. You just remembered? And, uh, it's 314, Jim. <laughs> uh, as as you were saying, it's 414 his it time. It is. Jeez. <laughs> My parents texted this morning, happy, happy anniversary. And I, I replied, thanks for the reminder. Now I have to go get something. Um, but yeah, no, we knew, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Anyway, so today is our actual anniversary, uh, 16 years. We have an eight year old son, Hendrix. I'm Jimmy. He's Hendrix. Makes it easy. And, uh, but I do go by Jim. You don't know who Jimmy Hendrix is. I do. Stop it. Uh, I've been a high school teacher for 20 years, going into my 21st year, and I started doing, getting into the online nutrition space uh, four or five years ago, and met, uh, like like Lauren said, a few years ago at a certification, and that's like, that's it for me. I mean, yeah, just a teacher and a nutrition coach, and there's an odd thing. I actually own a driving school. I started a driving school 12 years ago. Um, and I own a driving school, so we teach 16-year-olds how to drive as well as adults, but mainly 16-year-olds. Wow. What do, what um, do you teach? Uh, phys ed. Okay. My first seven years teaching, it was strictly driver's ed. I'm a very large high school, and that rolled into health phys ed for 10th grade, and in the last five, six years, I've been teaching uh, just seniors, and uh, I started a course there in nutrition and kinesiology, so it's okay. like a basic nutrition and kinesiology course for seniors. It's an elective uh, because we have nothing that prepares kids for anything who want to get into this space. I mean, we have literally advanced placement pottery, and we don't have anything for people who want to learn about health, fitness, nutrition, anything. So we have everything except for that. So yeah, that's real life. That's a real course. When I found that out, that's why I'm like, I need to teach this. So, I got to yeah, do something about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, proposed the course, got approved, kids enrolled. And then I started, go- I went back to school and got my master's and had to write the curriculum. I had a, a few months to write the curriculum, did that. And um, yeah. and so now I teach that course as well. Nice. 
no, n- nothing against the pottery teacher. Nothing against no. them. They're probably fantastic people. Huge career. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, In man. terms of the potential for students. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, huge, huge career opportunities there. Uh, but yeah, nothing against it. Yeah. Very cool. Jim, my dad was a driver's ed teacher, so he never opened his own really? school. Though that that would have been a that would have been a nice little money maker because schools seem to be at least out here. Um, the driver's ed thing is harder to get into with kids' weird schedules and stuff like that. So then yeah. they go they go privately, and a lot of these parents just want their kids to drive so they don't have to carpool them all over the place. And really, yeah, I think he would have made yeah. millions. So <laughs> I don't know about I mean, yeah. you never I don't know that area, but. I'm not at the millions yet. No. Maybe yeah. gross, gross income. Yeah, how much you actually make as the owner is much smaller. That's true, but you have a again, you have an insanely cool, good vibe sign. You know that wasn't yeah. cheap. So that that's you know, <laughs> you're doing obviously some things you know very very well. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, Jim. Let's let's dive in on uh, on you as as a nutrition coach. Um, I feel like every coach kind of has their, I guess you could say. Mm, mission or just, you know, something that really is very important to them in terms of why they got into coaching or how they coach in a certain way. So can we start with your why? You know, you said you started four or five years ago. What flipped the switch from have driver's ed school and I'm a teacher and obviously phys ed is, you know, active and it's in the health sector, but yeah, how'd you, how'd you make that switch over to nutrition? The being a high school teacher and seeing kids struggling with this stuff, specifically females, but even guys, I mean, the, the amount of male students that like, I can't gain weight, you know, they're, like their insecurities, I need to get bigger. Yeah. And women's insecurities, a student that from what I see in yep. school, they feel like they need to get smaller yep. and just not knowing how to get there. And even just adults in your life that you come across and being frustrated with dieting and that whole process uh, and, and not having any idea how to do it or what are they doing wrong and the why is why is it not going right so all of that just seeing people super frustrated with the process and with the mindset aspect of it and what are they really going for and me learning and developing an understanding of this stuff and how i can help people uh, that's why to at least take away the frustration mm. and then for them to get to a place where they can then decide okay i don't want to give up these things to get this body potentially and I am ha- actually happy here, maybe in this middle ground, not chasing some physique that I see online or, or 20 years ago, you know, when they were younger, um, that there are sacrifices to get to that look, if that's all they're thinking about, then yeah. hopefully to shift their mind from the look to the feel and not chasing just the look, but I want to feel better because mm-hmm. I really, truly think that everybody pictures looking better as what's going to make them feel better. Right. So they're not really chasing the look. They're chasing the confidence that comes from what or what they think the confidence they're going to get from looking a certain way. They think they're going to feel better and have more energy. And if you were to describe all the things why they want that. okay, so it's not that it's all the stuff that comes with what you think is going to come with looking good. You know, so if they can at least find that place where I'm really happy with how I feel. I don't need to lose this last three pounds that nobody in my life is going to even recognize or 10 pounds or whatever number they might have in their head. Um, but to start chasing the, the feeling of feeling good, having energy, want to get stronger. These are all the things that I'm looking for and truly, you know, kind of get to that happy place. That's my goal with, with people. Yeah. I love that because like you said, they're so intimately intertwined that it's hard to separate and it's more like the ideal around when I hit that weight, when I'm actually that number, then 
then X, Y, Z will happen. Where in actuality, and I know we all understand Mm -hmm. this and a lot of listeners probably do too, but you'd make those steps. You chase the feeling of feeling good and aesthetics will follow. It always follows. It might happen more slowly. It might take longer. That's almost better because it's more sustainable, right? It's not 10 pounds being lost in a month. Uh, it's 10 pounds over maybe two years and you keep those 10 pounds off forever and you feel really good doing it. So I, I love that outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good. (laughs) Um, so another kind of thought that spirals, um, off of you, you talking about all that is, do you ever have people that push back and they're just like, no, Jim, the number is all that matters. And if so, do you ever like fire clients or be like, we're just not aligned in how I, on what I know you need and how I want to help you? Um, or is that something that just over time you keep working on the mental side of things and eventually maybe they kind of come to, I guess? I, I, I would have to say my experience has been more that. it's I've never fired a client. Mm-hmm. It's either they, the, the, it's, it's a tough question to answer. Yeah. Um, the, the mental side is always what we're going back to the people who are pushing back where it's just that number to go down the route that maybe they have to go down. And if they don't want to go down that route, then they might bounce. So it's not necessarily me saying we're not in line here. If the person's hiring me for the sole goal of losing weight, I'm going to do what I can to get them to lose weight. Right. I'm going to explain, this is what it's going to take. Yeah. This is how you might feel. And they're all starting in different places. For some people it might be, Hey, we have to go through this reverse diet process. And they're not willing to do that. So they just say, I'm not willing to do that. They bounce, you know, the people who are willing to do that, then they're willing to do that. So I've had that. I mean, I had one client specifically that is always clear as day. She just was so desperate for that weight that she wanted to lose for her birthday and going away to Vegas for her birthday. And she didn't have much to lose, but I understood what she was seeing in her head. And she just wanted to cut, cut, cut. She wasn't willing to give up her one super hardcore party night a week. Wasn't willing (laughs) to give it up. And I'm like, you're not go based on the numbers that we're seeing here. You're not going to get there. You're going to continue to drive yourself in the dirt. This is not going to be successful. And we just didn't renew, you know, I mean, she didn't want to go through the process of slowly adding calories. Yeah. She did not want to listen to what was going to need to take place for her to get to where she wanted to get to her timeline was her timeline. It didn't happen. And she didn't lose one pound in three months. Um, And she wasn't willing to comply to any of the the things except super low calorie and I'm like, it's not going to work yeah. for you based on what's happening. Right. So, right. I don't know if that answers it or not. I'm always driving the, the mental mindset part of it home, but yeah, I'm not going to say then you're not for me. Right. It's just, if you're not going to do this stuff, I'm telling you to do, I'm not going to like, you know, force you into some crazy unhealthy thing. Um, you can just fire me. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the mental side, is there a, is there kind of like a, order of events or I don't know, certain ideas or topics that you try to tackle with pe- with people like to put into almost like a program, I guess you could say, or is it kind of fly by the seat of your pants? And it's like every person needs a different mental aspect to work on or are there tenants that kind of everybody needs to go through? You think for me, it's fly by the seat of my pants yeah. <laughs> uh, with, with people. Um, I probably should have, you know, more systems. I mean, even the things and uh, Lauren that we've been to where it's like, what's your system, what's right. your, you know, the coaching conference and stuff, what's your thing? And I'm like, I, I don't know how I can package this thing. It's yeah. more, I understand that I'm, you know, selling the relationship. I'm selling me. I mean, everybody's package, whether, whatever it is, is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like having the relationship with the one-on-one 
And in the group setting, I've really enjoyed doing that. But uh, it is everybody's kind of in a different place, you know, so I don't have a system for that. I'm just kind of been teaching for 20 years and I'm yeah a kid and with a career and can relate to people in those right. situations. I'm not a 22 year old, you know, with nothing going on. Yeah. Telling you to eat shakes every day and right. train for it. No. Yeah. I, I get that. It's more of a, a craft and an art and a skill. And it just, yeah, you kind of roll with it with each person that you have. I have the same type of struggles of like, I want to have structure, but then things happen and people are not robots and they're different. And so I want to be able to adjust on the fly pretty easily as well. So yeah, yeah. That, I was just, I was just curious if you had some stuff that you like, you know, really see pop up a lot or, um, that you find you work with a lot of people on, or if, if there's just anything like that, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think some people, they just need to be heard, you know, mm. and, and feel like they've been heard and understand like, yeah, no, that's a normal thing to feel. And right. this is a normal process to go through and to have the conversation of you felt that way and you did this, did it make you feel better? or not. Right. And for them to kind of go through that dialogue in their head of like, no, it actually didn't make me feel better. I did it to make myself feel better, but it didn't make me feel better. Well, let's just work on not repeating that pattern. Yeah. Okay. Jim, who's, who's your ideal client? Who do you, who do you love working with? And what are, what are the big things that you typically end up driving home with those, those type of people? It's, my average client is thirties, forties, female, you know, with a, with a career, with kids. That's my average client. Um, whenever I'm asked what my ideal client is, I guess it's just who is drawn to me, mm-hmm. you know, but I like working with a variety of people. I have some clients right now who are strength uh, and conditioning type people. They're working on increasing performance. I have a couple of people that are personal trainers um, and trying to tune in their nutrition for their mm-hmm. performance goals. I actually have a guy who was in the semifinals for the CrossFit games and it's exciting to oh, wow. work with those people. Who's that? Um, uh, Jordan Baratarin. Okay. At a Salt Lake city. Excellent. Um, yeah. So he, he was close to breaking the, if he had one more minute, he probably would have broke the clean and jerk record Oh wow. um, at the semifinals. They were like highlighting them there. So it's pretty cool. Like those things are cool. Um, I like them. They're fun. I don't necessarily have to, have as many deep conversations with a lot of them. <laughs> um, but that's just not based on my post. That's not who I'm drawing in. No, I'm drawing right. in the regular person who has a life and feeling frustrated with diet culture, quote unquote, and all the things that are being thrown at them and what things they should try. So that's just the average person I tend to help and tend to want to help. But it's fun having those athletes peppered in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like I got a guy who's a client who works for Future Fit app, if you've heard of that. Uh, they're an online coaching platform. Like he has a client that's in the Olympics for fencing. So it's oh. just cool in my own head, you know? And it's like an ego thing or whatever <laughs> that I'm coaching a guy who's a coach yeah. for like right. people. He has like some celebrity uh, client of his that Future Fit app always uses that guy like in their ads. And that's who his client is. So it just feels cool. Like I'm coaching the guy who's coaching that celebrity. I'm coaching this guy who's coaching an Olympic athlete. Uh, So those things are cool, but that's not who's typically drawn to me. Gotcha. Yeah. You just mentioned, and then, and I forgot the term that you just used. Gosh, to to describe, and you quoted it. Fad diet culture. Diet Diet culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Can you dive down what that is? And I don't even know. <laughs> you you got to give them something to go off of, I think. So diet culture, it seems, is getting a really negative, um, I guess, negative press the last, I feel like, six months. It's just been out of nowhere, maybe longer, where it's like, we need to stop diet culture, stop diet culture. 
And I have mixed feelings about it. I understand the concept of diet culture being negative in terms of people constantly feeling like they have to diet. Mm-hmm. You know, like people, it's like, I always have to be dieting. Yeah. And always have to be attempting to be in a calorie deficit. I feel like that's what diet culture is. Yeah. Would you agree, Lauren, from the way you hear people say it? Uh, yes. I think that that is kind of like the 30,000 foot view. And then there's all like the intricacies within. So like what makes that yeah. up, right? It's detox yeah. shakes and it's this and it's that and it's seven day fasts and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's so it's. I, I have this torn feeling about it because yes, I don't, people can't be always dieting. Right. It's impossible to constantly be in a deficit. It's just physically impossible to constantly be in a deficit. Detox shakes and teas and this and that and all this stuff. Yes, the way that they're used is bad, but all these things have a purpose and a right. good thing. Like we know that you can go through a detox and the value of that, you know, a liver detox or some other a sugar detox. Like there's- right. The, the idea of a detox can be very good, but it's not why people are doing a detox. You know, they're doing the detox just to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So that's where it becomes a bad thing. So the problem with demonizing all those things is that then when there is an actual real coach who's actually trying to put somebody through a detox and then they're telling their friend yeah. and then the friend's like, don't do that detox crap. That person's <laughs> just selling you some BS. It's yeah. like, no. This is actually a real detox with a real purpose and we're prepping for it. And there's a, a you know, post detox protocol that we're going to go through. So because of all the diet culture stuff getting demonized, it's making some of the things that are part of the necessary process look bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes, I might have to put you on a 1200 calorie diet for you to lose weight, but it doesn't mean that you're always at 1200 calories. You know, if somebody's baseline is 17, 1800 calories, that's their maintenance. They want to lose a few pounds. Yeah, we're going to go to 1200 calories. But if all you're ever hearing is 1200 calories are bad, then you're going to think that coach doesn't know what they're talking about. It's like, no, this is the dieting phase. We're not staying here forever. There is a process to come out of it. There are diet breaks involved. I'm not making you live at 1200 calories. So I hope that kind of makes sense. All that stuff, it's good to get people out of maybe wanting to do those things, but then it can also make the good coaches who have to do those things or helping somebody uh, maybe look bad. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. And to your point earlier, it just leads to frustration. Then everyone's yeah. like, who the heck do I believe? I can't believe Jim. I can't believe the news. I can't believe this book or this blog or this website. And then people are just running around like crazy, just feeling like they can, they, they're frozen. Like what, what action should I take? Where do I find my guidance? Where do I find my source of truth? And how do I know what to take action on? And yeah. that's what's super frustrating to me is a lot of these people have super good intentions and it's just thwarted because these things come at them left and right. And, um, I mean, I get caught in it. The more I know, the more I know. And then I'm like, well, crap. And then I'm scared of this and that, and I shouldn't have that. And how regimented should I be? And so even coaches, we can get down the rabbit holes as well. It doesn't help by just knowing more. Um, like that's a whole nother tangent. Yeah. It can get a whole lot worse. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's like the more, you know, you're like, you do, you can start to worry about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But that's where I think the difference between a good coach and a bad coach, the good coach is always going to be able to explain why they're always going to be able to say like, yes, this is why diet culture stuff and what these people are saying is bad, but this is why it might be necessary and be able Mm -hmm. to explain all the intricacies of it. That's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach, you know? Yeah. And and to be able to not get overwhelmed by all that stuff and just sift through and say, who do I have in front of me? 
I'm not just going to try to puff up my chest and show how much knowledge I have and be like, well, this, 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 this. Instead, it's like, cool, I'm going to filter all this out. That's why you hire a coach because we do know all these different things and we can whittle it down to what's going to work best for Adam, for Lauren, for Jim um, and make those decisions. So you don't have to. We eliminate the decision fatigue. Uh, yeah. And we need coaches to help us eliminate the decision fatigue. Like it goes up the ladder, keeps going, keeps going. And that's why I'm super passionate about coaches having coaches and not being too prideful to hire a coach. Like you, you can always learn more. You can always get some extra guidance. And when you feel ready, then cool, you move on, you know, they, then they fire Jim and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had a coach for the past year and a half. Yeah. I didn't didn't think that I I would be with him as long as I'm with him. And I have no intention of leaving him. Right. It's, and I look at coaches like a gym membership. I've said it with nutrition coaching from day one. Look at it like a gym membership. For some reason, nobody thinks I'm going to join the gym for three months and then I'm good. I don't have to ever go again. But we think that with nutrition. Yeah. I'm going to hire this guy for three months. I'm going to get where I need to be. And, that's, and then I'm done. I'm free forever. And it's like, no, this stuff continues. Right. You know, so we, people join gyms and they have gym memberships forever. And you know, the same thing with nutrition, you get a little guidance. You, and you sometimes you just need somebody to say it's okay. Exactly. You know? that, yes, okay. definitely. That's you know, my favorite. You just feel so defeated and you keep that, you know, that cycle in your brain of screwing yourself over and you just need somebody to say, it's okay. It's normal. Yeah. It's okay that you did that. That's how you felt. And then even to explain physiologically why you made that decision based on all the stress in your life. This is why you went to these foods, because these foods, they're called comfort foods for a reason. They physiologically do make you feel better. High fat, high carb, you know, releasing the insulin, shutting down the cortisol, all that stuff. Yep. Um, it makes us feel good. So it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. This is right. what your body's trying to do to, to ease you in that moment immediately. Yeah. You know, so did it make you feel better afterwards? Maybe not. That's the conversation to have. Yeah. <laughs> figure out better strategies afterwards. No, I like that. I like that. It's so much better than just like nutrition dogma, like always do this or never do this. Instead, you're like, maybe that cookie was the perfect thing for you to have. But to your point, did you feel better? Or did you have six cookies and then feel worse? That's when we need to intervene and not let that, you know, habit, that behavior happen again and work it back to where it actually is beneficial. And one cookie is not going to kill you again, depending on your goals. Everyone's different. But um, I like that a lot of just trial and error, trial and error, like do reflect Make a new, make a new choice, decide what to do next time. Um, I think that's very overlooked and people just want like, give me this plan. I'll just follow it to a T, but that's not life. And we have to bob and weave and have that awareness to reflect and make different changes and having a coach along the way is super helpful to get through those things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at your, uh, do you have anything else? No, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at your Instagram. You have to check out Jim's Instagram, by the way. He is just, he is the quote man and they are hilarious. And a lot of times they just slap you in the face and he's just, he's hilarious. You did this fishing is like fitness thing a little while ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want, I want you to tell everyone your analogy for, for fishing being like fitness. I think this is, I mean, I love all your analogies, but uh, do you remember your analogy? I remember the analogy as I start to talk, maybe I'll remember exactly. how. I mean, I can read your quote. I'll read the quote and then you can expand. If you love fishing, you don't quit fishing because you didn't catch a fish one day. Fishing is an action, not a result. Treat your health the same way. He's brilliant. Mm. Who wrote that? That was Jimmy. This Jimmy nutrition. Good vibes. I think that's yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. And and I think I followed up with like a little video or something, Mm -hmm. but maybe in stories or something, but. Yeah, like you don't, you don't say that you went fishing just because you ended up catching a fish. Yeah, you know, so it's the same thing with with our health and fitness. Like we didn't, we're we're not 
saying we didn't work out just because we didn't get a PR. This It's just something mm -hmm. that you do on a regular basis. Uh, it's not something that you get out of it kind of a thing. I mean, there's stuff you get out of it. Sometimes you get your fish. Sometimes you got to relax out in the sun, you know, at right. lake and all these things. There's things that you get out of it, obviously, yeah. but, um, but we quit so quick when we don't see the result right away. I mean, it's the first day you went fishing, you didn't catch a fish and you're like, F this is stupid. <laughs> Never fishing again. <laughs> yeah, like you're missing yeah. out on the whole point of why you're doing what you're doing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go and fitnessing today. I think I said at the end of the one video, it's not, go fitnessing today. Go fitnessing today. Yeah, I'm fitnessing today. Tell everyone about your fitness. Yeah, um, yeah but no, it's just you, you're very gifted in um, making these like bigger philosophical and theological almost type statements in like a silly metaphor like that, where you could take it so many different ways. So I just love the way that, that you see health and fitness and just taking a different approach than most of the uh, coaches out there and, and how they kind of want to present information. And that's why I love it. Like you, you are just like the everyday humans coach um, yeah. and you can relate to everyone in that way. Uh, that reminds me too of kind of your slogan and that's being everybody is capable. So it's everybody and also everybody like human body is capable. Um, do you want to expand on that a little bit and like kind of what that means to you and maybe what that's looked like in your own life of like knowing that you're capable? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I separate body and every, like mm -hmm. you said, it's everybody. Our physical body is capable. Yep. Um, not everybody's going to do it. You know, not everybody's going to follow through with the things yeah. that they might need to do to get to what they want kind of a thing. But you are actually capable of doing more than what you're actually doing. Um, and I think that we just need to be reminded of that, you know, that you are physically, you're not broken, you're not this mm -hmm. or that and whatever, but we are capable of doing more. And I, I posted before I was chopping wood. I got a buddy who's paralyzed chopping from wood. a motorcycle accident, chopping wood. And <laughs> I, I, let, I have a buddy who's paralyzed from a motorcycle accident. This is a guy who after college, me and him got in a car and moved out to San Diego, lived there for a few months uh, before getting a job back here and coming home. But a few years later, uh, after that move, he was a very physical guy, always, you know, was in jujitsu and did manual labor stuff and whatever. Always an active guy. Yeah. I contacted him one time to see if I could borrow his wood splitter because he has an automatic wood splitter because that's how he has to split wood now. He has function of his arms. And he's picking up wood and putting it in the log splitter. I said wood splitter, log splitter. Okay, okay. Uh, I wouldn't know the difference. I'm from Joyzy. Joyzy. This is what I call uh, it. It's a wood splitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I got in touch with the bar was log splitter. And he's like, yeah, you, you know, come by and get it. And then I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm borrowing a log splitter from my paralyzed friend that he uses to split wood, to split logs. And I'm like, no. I am physically capable of chopping this wood on my own. I am going to chop the wood on my own. And that's kind of how I, I, all this stuff, like, yeah, I could pay somebody to do my yard, but I can physically, I'm physically capable of doing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I got tons of stones delivered multiple times in my life at my, at my house. And I'm going to shovel the wood or shovel, <laughs> shovel the stones. You know, I'm physically capable of doing it. So I'm going to do these things that I'm physically capable of doing. And uh, it was eye opening for me that I uh, asked, my paralyzed friend to borrow his log splitter. And I was like, no, I'm not using it. Yeah. Like you've inspired me to split my own wood. <laughs> you know, like he, he has every excuse in the world right. not to do that on his own. And he's still doing what he can with what he has left to, to, you know, he could be, he should be paying somebody to death, but he's out there doing what he can do. Right. Yeah. So I don't know where I came from. No. Well, and, and Jim, I noticed <laughs> from having, cause you, you said you have a, you, you have an eight year old, I have a six year old, yeah. nine year old boys. Um, I'm amazed just from that, that 
know, trying to raise a kid. I think it's harder to be a kid these days than it has been, you know, ever in the world. Um, but to to be that, the only thing I notice that works as a parent is being a role model. That's the only thing I have found that works. If dad does it, the kids will do it. Yeah. Um, if mom does it, the kids will do it. You know that that, that piece. Um, because if, if we ever like do as I say, not as I do type of thing, that never seems to work. So they see yeah. dad, you know, mowing the lawn. They want to mow the lawn. They see dad splitting, you know, splitting wood. They want to split wood. Um, and my youngest would. He would want to take oh, the yeah. axe oh, yeah. and swing it. And be like, ah, I don't know, buddy. It's my, my, maybe next year. Um, yeah. But but it's it's funny just from a parent standpoint and trying to trying to raise little humans into being healthy humans, healthy adults. You know, long term. Uh, I, I think that's that, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's so he's at that age. I don't know if your nine year old is where it's like he just wants to play Fortnite all the time. And <laughs> I and it becomes so easy as parents, it's so easy to mm-hmm. let them do it because then you have more freedom to do what you want to do or yeah. watch your show mm-hmm. or do whatever because yeah. it's like he's being babysat by Fortnite. Yeah. And uh, it's just starting to drive like I need to lock it down. Yeah. I need to lock that stuff down because if he has that option, he's not going to want to do he's at the age where he's would rather do that than do the stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was four, he's coming out in the garage and working out with me. I mean, I have videos, you scroll back yep. far enough of him working out in my garage at four or five years old at five o'clock in the morning, excited to do it. Now there's no way he wants to do that. <laughs> there's no way. He's like, oh, I want to do that. Uh, he wants the Fortnite. But I'll tell you what, if I take that game away, he's going to be so bored out of his mind. He's going to be like, can I chop wood with you? Yeah. <laughs> can I come out to the garage? Mm-hmm. You know, so I have, he is at that age where I have to start monitoring that stuff and and getting him to do more by not forcing him, like you said, yeah. but mm-hmm. maybe taking away the easy mm-hmm. things because that's easy. I'm just setting them up, you know, to always take the easy path. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. When, uh, when you went on your, everybody is capable rant, you talked about like no excuses as a kind of a tenant. And um, if you, th- if you think about kind of, I'll use Instagram as an example, which is just really an expression of you, your beliefs, your platform. Um, what are some major themes or I guess like one-liners or just focal points that you seem to kind of always be coming back to that is kind of at the base of your coaching? I, I definitely think you're a no excuses, like no BS type of coach. Um, and you'll, you'll have those hard conversations with clients when they need it and you'll give them that tough love. But uh, the kind of no excuses you are capable, I see as one kind of thing. But what other things do you feel are reoccurring themes that you kind of talk about with clients? Traffic. Driving and traffic and analogies. I don't know if it's posted yet or not, but I have one about like construction coming up. And uh, basically it's super inconvenient when there's construction on a road. Mm -hmm. It's the road that you take to work. It's super inconvenient. It's a pain in the butt. It slows you down, blah, blah, blah. But once that road is repaved, it's like the smoothest thing and it's the best and you're getting to work even easier. And sometimes this journey is like, driving to work every day and Mm. there's construction going on and it's not easy and it's a pain in the butt and it's inconvenient and you have to practice patience and all that stuff. Maybe leave a little bit earlier, figure out a different way. There's, you're still going to get to where you want to get to and you deal with the inconveniences and it was worth it because of how smooth that road is afterwards. You know, if, if the road's never fixed, then you're just dealing with, and you never go through that purposeful Mm. reconstruction of your life. Then you're just dealing with, all the diet culture stuff forever, like these freaking potholes. I freaking busted a tire again. This, that, and all the crap that was that road before that you've been living on, going through construction is a big inconvenience, but at the end of it, it's a nice smooth road. So I feel like a lot of the stuff, how we will never let traffic stop us from getting to a concert or a vacation. 
but we'll let traffic in our dieting life or our health and nutrition, any little hiccup, we instantly want to quit. You know, so I feel like uh, those are analogies that I use a lot with oh, traffic. Yeah. It's the drive red teacher in me or just unending analogies with traffic. You know, you've heard the one like, you, he you, is. You, I'm telling you, you bust one tire. Oh, well, you're not going to slice all three, you know, you yeah. have one cookie, you don't eat the whole box. Yep. You know, it's the same kind of thing, but, but the traffic stuff. Yeah. So that construction one will come out. I don't know. Whenever. Love it. it comes out. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. That's a, that's a great example. Totally. That's yeah. a Jim, Jimmy ism. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the analogy. I told they, you they it's just, great. We just quit right away. Yeah. As soon as there's any kind of roadblock. Yeah. You know, I mean, in that, in that same kind of lane, what, what are the, what are, what are some of the biggest things you see trip people up quitting right away or, you know, making excuses, um, any other kind of recurring things? You're just like, man, people just keep coming to me and keep doing this. At the beginning, since I do have most people track their food and track their intake, track their macros at the beginning, it's feeling frustrated that they weren't perfect with it or that they didn't know how to measure something or weigh something. And then they think they messed it up. And it's like, just to remind them, like you didn't mess anything up just by messing up how you weighed or measured something, you know, this is how you learn. There's a learning curve in getting good at tracking this stuff. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So I think that's the biggest one, like at first, Mm -hmm. And then as they start to see success and then they don't have the week that they maybe expected, kind of like just talking them through that, like this is normal, this stuff happens, start to look for little things and reasons why that might've happened as a female, you know, twice a month you're dealing with hormone stuff. Yep. And are you starting to notice a trend here? Like, okay, so don't get, don't beat yourself up. You right. didn't do anything You know, it's wrong. coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think like so many people think that it's what they did wrong. And a lot of times it is, but <laughs> They didn't do anything wrong. This is sometimes how the process goes. Even when you did everything right, this is sometimes how the process goes. Just, you know, ride it out. Keep going. Trust me, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then sometimes it gets to a point where people start to pull back because they don't want to disappoint you. And it's, I got a a text conversation with a client today. She just was like long text of like, she really kind of figured out really what her why was. Okay. And all this stuff. And she ended up saying, I just need to be telling you when I'm feeling these ways instead of like retreating, which I tend to do. And they'll retreat and go on like benders. And it's like, yeah, no, share with me how you're feeling. Let me know when those things are happening. And, you know, we can talk about it. Sometimes just getting it off your chest, you don't feel like (laughs) you have to go on that bender, right? you know, and you need somebody that's neutral. That's not your spouse or your boyfriend or your family member, you know, because they're going to, typically be the ones who are just like, just do it, just do it. They're like, stop complaining. And, you know, nobody wants to hear that from a significant other. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, no, I like that. That's really good. It's kind of like, um, we just, we got to give a little more grace to ourselves. You know, like yeah. this, this journey is hard. It's kind of funny. Everything goes back to your construction analogy now. Like it's the same idea of yeah. you're, you're building your road. You're learning how to do macros. It's, it's a new process. It's the traffic patterns different. It's going to freak you out. Um, and that's okay. That's part of the process. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Um, it's overlooked too. That's what I love about all this. Nothing that we have said has been scientific Mm -hmm. or over the top. It's just like these, these basic principles that we kind of all overlook and we we just make the journey a lot harder than it needs to be. Often. (laughs) Always. So Jim, if you're anything like me, when I, when I taught, like I, I had, I'd have 
whatever, one section of algebra and then three sections of general math or, not, or four sections of general math, my, my second hour lesson would be very different than my sixth hour lesson because I was picking up things throughout the day and be like, oh, no, I need to do that a little bit different. Oh, I need to do that a little bit different. Is there, is there anything that you've – or any experiences with clients that you've had where you're like, crap, I wish I, wish I, I could do that one over or, or something of the <laughs> sort where it, it, it's, not, it's not the recommendation. It's like you didn't do anything wrong. I mean, and that's what I love about Lauren with her – nutrition recommendations for people and how she coaches people. Like it's the whole shebang. Um, but yeah. she doesn't give like, you know, everybody the same, you know, you need to do this step one and this step two and right. this step three. Like everybody's a little bit different. Looking back and be- being reflective, are, do you have, I'm not trying to point out your failures. It's just funny how like people are different. He's okay and, with it. Yeah. Well, and it just, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that that's what makes a phenomenal coach. Be able yeah. to look yourself in the mirror going, gosh, darn it with Mary. I wish I would have done this instead of this, this pushed her a little bit this way. And I was thinking it'd push her that way. Do you have, do you have any, any stories with that or analogies? I love a good analogy. If you want to keep seeing those. <laughs> not specific. I can't think of anything specific, but I did post a little while ago an apology to all uh, thank you and an and an apology to all my like original clients just the (laughs) way that i did this like thank you because without you i would not be what i am now and Mm -hmm. i still am not what i will be uh, Mm -hmm. in the future but it was it was more so like i i had a a finite a small amount of knowledge and that's all i did with people i had zero check-in procedure i was so ghetto with like how i was i just didn't have processes with it um and i only knew deficit i didn't really know reversing out the way that i know now i'm very lucky that i did not have any complicated clients early on Mm -hmm. if i had clients that i'm getting now early on i probably would have very clear examples to answer your question um but i can't think of any specific thing just the way that i have done things and structured things and check in with people and all that has changed over the years and uh, thank God those beginning people got results, luckily, because <laughs> uh, if they didn't, I'd be, I wouldn't know. I would have never got a referral. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I wish I had a more specific thing. I have something that comes to mind. Up. Yeah, do you? <laughs> not, no, same as Jim. Not exact, actually. I never messed you anyone up. Not shout a, out names. I do. So Rachel, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Emma, Matt, I don't know Jim. what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, no, for me, it's as a co- from a coaching perspective, A, I wish that I would have set better expectations off the bat. Yeah. Way too accommodating. We can lose that weight. We can do that. And then they're pissed because you don't deliver. Mm-hmm. And I never could yeah. deliver in the first place, but I act like I could have. Um, so I think expectations being clear there. Same thing as you, Jim, with the processes. Heck, heck I'm still figuring that out. Like, yeah. it's hard when you have a lot of different people and to coach remotely like we do, to find time to have calls and, you know, constantly rescheduling and, and some are virtual check-ins and emails and, you know, some are actual whatever. It's like just that whole piece. Um, and then my third one is not water hosing people. Like, here's everything you need to do. Do it all right now. Um, I definitely yeah. had early on, especially in the mentorship that I know you're in now with, with Travis, the WellFits mentorship, um, so much information that I'm just like, crud, I got to tell Susie this and Ann needs to do this and Mary's got to do this and Jeff's got to, and just like wanting to just offload and people just freak out. And then you take their yeah. anxiety levels and they're like, I thought I was doing well and now I have to add X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D. So I'm like, I wish there's some people that I could, I would have been like, I wish I would have just given you the low hanging fruit. Some of these basic principles, some of these, let's look at what you're doing. Let's evaluate. Let's make a little change. And I've, I've gotten way better at that. I feel now I've, I'm totally fine being like, Hey, you're going to make a bedtime routine. Yep. 
<laughs> that's that's what you're gonna do, and I am. I you're gonna you can pay me all the money in the world to tell you to make a bedtime routine. That's fine because that's what I know you need right now, and to be confident in that. So like just growing in confidence as a coach and just knowing that I'm proven in process and like what I'm doing, I know is gonna help you. You just gotta trust me and be patient. So yeah, yeah th- those are some those are some big ones for sure. Little little uh yeah devotional time yes. for Lauren, just yes. letting it all out. Yes. <laughs> yes. So to all I these past clients, we apologize. Yeah, sorry, I know. Like I definitely was not looking at the big picture early on. Yeah. It was, I was like, I'm a weight loss coach yep. like that, like, or a weight gain coach, you know, like basically if there's some, some guy who wanted to gain weight, gain muscle or lose weight, that was it. But I never asked anybody if they pooped. Right. Like, I didn't ask them how many hours a night they slept. Uh huh. I didn't pay attention to any of that. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and then you start coming across these people and you start realizing like, listen, we got to get you pooping before we're even worried <laughs> about, about what. Poop. Yeah. And so I'll tell them that right off the bat on a console call. Yeah. You know, if you're not pooping, we got to get that under control before we start worrying about losing weight. You know, and, and if you don't like hearing that, then don't hire me. Exactly. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, definitely different now. Different console calls, different everything, asking different questions, you know, yeah. checking form. It's totally different with what is involved. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fun to look back. <laughs> Sorry. So to throw this out here, so just interesting, just because regular listener just, you know, Dropping in on, on this podcast and whatnot, listening. Oh, the 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 diet stuff that normally. Oh, I eat a little bit and eat clean. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out this 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 this. Um, you guys talk about poop and like like all, all the other. You're you're talking about about a bedtime. So it's funny how I, I I think if you just you know what an average person thinks about you know dieting, losing weight, or gaining weight, whatever. They're not thinking. They don't reflect on on movements they yeah. don't reflect on you know their sleep or quality of sleep and stuff like that and so I, I think that's again something else I, I truly respect about what you guys do and how you do it um, it, there's a huge big picture thing here yeah. and if, if you don't look at it from that that, that thing, you, you're something's going to slip through the cracks and then you're going to plateau out and you're like, Oh, I don't know why. Oh, you don't, you know, again, you're not sleeping you're sleeping two hours a night or, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. So I, I, I think that's interesting just from what the general person thinks about or understands about, you know, nutrition piece. That's it's there. There's a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Now it's all connected. As you're saying that I'm sitting there thinking like there's somebody trying to get up a mountain. They're trying to get to the top of the mountain and you're doing everything you can to help. And then you look down and you realize they're wearing roll, roll, roller skates. <laughs> you're like, I'm not even looking at the full picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, just get, just go, yeah. take the next step. Da-da-da-da. It's like, take the freaking roller skates off. <laughs> It'll be a lot easier to get up the mountain. We're trying to fix all these other things instead mm-hmm. of the yeah. problem, why it was so difficult in the first, first place. You sleep like crap, you don't poop, you're not eating the right stuff and you're worrying about getting the top of the mountain. You know. Take the roller skates off. That'll be a post. <laughs> it should be. Adding adding to this, another one that comes to mind, I was because I was going to say, like, you know, there's, like, the kind of triangle of importance, right? Everybody's is different. Yeah. And, like, well, what's the cornerstone? Well, your mindset and this and that. It, it, it depends on the person. Yeah. Everyone's going to need a different triangle. But most of the fitness space hangs out at the top, which is, like, what's your macro percentage? Uh, what's your eating window? What, you know, what supplements are you taking? So when you were doing your little mountain analogy, I thought, too, it's like, yeah, someone's climbing a mountain, and you're, like, throwing all this gear at them. Like, mm. use this fancy backpack and get this camelback and, and use these spikes. And they're like, I haven't even trained to climb the mountain. Like, I, I can't even move, but you're going to give me all this gear and fancy stuff and protocols and diet fads and low-fat this and gluten-free that. And it's like, you're missing the whole picture and you're focusing on that 2% that you don't even need to do until you have all of the basics covered, all the mindset stuff, all the lifestyle factors, all the basic understanding of how to navigate this nutrition space and health space. Then you can worry about that top stuff. 
And luckily, that's what a coach like Jim or me or Adam will do for you, depending on what you're working on. We'll tell you what's the next step. What's the next step? You know, first take off the rollerblades. Cool. (laughs) Now we can start climbing. Now we can start training. Um, and, uh, a lot of times it's helped people get out of their own way and just ignore all the crap that's out there and just focus on what they need to do, which is going to be specific to them. And that's, yeah. that's, what's fun about this. Honestly, you know, it, it's never, it's never not, it's never dull. It is never not interesting. Yeah. Um, everyone jokes, I get on calls and they're like, all right, I'm going to be complicated. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope I don't want to be like, cool, eat more protein and you're fixed. Like that's not fun. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I definitely, I welcome those and I, I know you do too. You like a good challenge. So. Yeah. It's always nice, obviously getting a client who's never dieted before and they just lose 40 pounds in five <laughs> months. It's like, this is six months. Like, this is great. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I do like getting that person who, uh, they've tried everything. So they're finally at that point where they're not falling for the tricks anymore. Yeah. And they're finally ready to like really fix what's going on. Yeah. You know, they're not asking about what supplement like that's not even on their radar because they've done all the crap that is diet culture. They're done with it. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've done all that crap and now they're ready to really start feeling good. And so those are great people to have. They're just they're such an open book and and ready for the real why. You right. Know? So right. Nice. Yeah. So if we have aspiring nutrition coaches here, we, the rule number one is you have to be able to talk in metaphors. Is that, is that yeah. what we just, otherwise you won't connect there? with people. Okay. Gotcha. That's okay. why you don't coach nutrition. Yeah. Mountains, rollerblades. Okay. Traffic, construction, <laughs> driving. Uh-huh. We can go on and on. That's I, it. I did really like the traffic one because we, we, we t- took a little vacation out to, you know, East Coast, a little Virginia Beach this summer to visit my, my wife's family. And we, we hit some construction and we didn't really care. Like, I just, oh, bummer construction, da, 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 da. Because we knew, you know, hey, we got to show our kids the ocean. They'd never seen the ocean. They were all, all fired up. Yeah. I hit construction coming down 251 just to get to this place and I'm all frustrated and like, gosh darn it Your destination's this, right there you, you know, gotta get there now this 18 minute trip is now gonna take me 23 minutes and <laughs> gosh i just lost five minutes of my day yeah oh it's just funny yeah funny how that is yeah there's yeah. no question no, there <laughs> no, no there's not no uh jimmy is there anything else you want to you want to add to yeah. the end of it um is there anything you wish we would have asked you yeah no <laughs> he's good know. vibes he doesn't hey. care like the first question, I'm going to go with the flow. Yeah. You know, I fly by the seat of my pants with, uh, with clients. It's the same thing uh, with this. So, yeah, no, it's just it's it's all the stuff that we just talked about. You know, I want people to just know that they are capable. It might not happen the way that they want it. They might hit some traffic. There might be some construction. They might get a flat tire. There's all those things. But the mindset of knowing that this is the goal and this is what I want um, and that they can get there regardless of how they how smooth they think that trip might be. Um, that they can get there even with all the crap that comes up along the way. I just hope people know that, that they keep going with it and that they really figure out their why and stop thinking, I want to look like I looked when I was 20. No, you want to feel the way you felt when you were 20, you know? So let's start living a way that's going to get us to feel that way. You know, if you felt good going for that walk, if it was a nice escape, um, keep doing the walk, you know? So I like that. Jim, do you have anything coming up that people could join, jump in on? Any, any, did you finish a challenge? Is a new one starting? There's good. I'm going to do the good vibes like round two or whatever we'll call it. Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking maybe October. Okay. Uh, But yeah, group coaching is now available, which is, I never thought I would do. Um, But I, I've definitely seen a lot of value in that with that group and seeing people just being able to encourage each other. I never thought that I would do that. So um, so it's been cool, but I think I'll probably do the good vibes challenge a few times a year. 
And uh, um, yeah, so if somebody's <laughs> so following chill. me, we'll definitely find out about when that happens. All yeah. right. So, so Jim, if people want to reach out to you and, and find you, give, give them all the resources to, to, to hunt you down. Just at Jimmy Nutrition on Instagram and uh, JimmyNutrition.com, which is, there's nothing on there. Just follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is <laughs> where it's at. Tick, I got a TikTok, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> Isn't he great? Called, called the Cartoon Coach. So oh, yeah. He does the, uh, yeah. You know the filter where you become a cartoon? He does all these videos as the cartoon, and it's really awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I did one once. I copied him. It's a fun, it's a fun gig. It is. It's fun. I was doing it on on uh, Instagram and another coach was like, you got to do that on TikTok." And I just hate posting on multiple stuff. I just feel like I'm repeating myself, but yeah, whatever. Um, maybe I'll do more on there. So yeah. Cartoon coach. Don't bother following me there. Unless you want to make me feel good. Maybe I'll have more than 12 followers. There you go. Perfect. At some point. We might get you too. I, I, I could say to me and Adam for sure. Yes. Nice. This yeah, podcast is coach. worldwide. Yeah. I want, you know, international. I, I, we had two listens in Asia last week. I don't know why, but Sweet. Asia popped up twice. So okay. look at us. That's my friend, Claire. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. It's all vacation. Yeah. She's on vacation <laughs> in Asia. Oh man, Jimmy. Well, thank you so much yeah. for your time, man. Um, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad I got to get on here. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. You sound good. And every time I listen to you, you guys, you mesh so great when you get your back and forth is great. Uh, so I love it. I love hearing it. Oh, thanks, man. We'll, uh, we'll bring you on again sometime. Yeah. All right. That's Sounds great. Good. Thanks, Jim. All right, guys. Have a good one. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.